Hey everybody, this is George Severson, News Director at ABC4 Utah and CW30 and MeTV. You're listening to Old U Radio. Have a great day. Hey, this is Jay Whitaker of the Geek Show Podcast. You are now listening to Old Ute Radio. Tune in now, because it's about to go down. You're listening to KU Radio's only podcast, OU Radio. And it hurts so good. This is Sasha Bloom with Old Ute Radio. It's our last show forever here. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) We really created some boring radio, sir. (laughs) Man, can you imagine the uproar that's not going to exist at all about this show going away? Can you you imagine the total lack of protest that's on the horizon? I've heard none so far. Yeah? No, good jobs. You guys did a really good job. Just see you later. Get the hell out of here. Thanks for nothing. I'm surprised you got that much. (laughs) Well, those are my thoughts in my head. (laughs) (laughs) The voice you're hearing is the great comic Andy Gold. How are you, sir? I'm fine. Is this my water? Yes, sir. Okay. I got to talk to the back of your head, huh? I can adjust a little bit. Yeah. How about that? There we go. This is more natural. (laughs) Yes. Sasha was facing his monger. I was talking to his beanie. Well, that's how most men talk to me. How about that, dude? That's so sad. This is the last... I am... Ah, oh, this is kind of a bummer. I've had so much fun here. It's done diddly squat for my comedy. But I've always enjoyed coming <laughs> here so much. I'm not sure there's supposed to be a correlation, though. No, I do this for fun. Yeah. I got off work early today, so I could do this. Well, I really appreciate you coming in. I the appreciate reason you having me. Why I wanted you to co-host this last episode is you've been coming on the show for two and a half years. You used to call in from New York when Johnny and I were doing the show. Let's see. I don't know if that was quite two and a half years ago. Yeah, about two and a half years ago. And I lived in New York uh, January 2013 to about August 2013. So that's a little over maybe a year and a half ago. That works for me. Because now we're in 2014. Yes. You see? Wow. Yeah. The great mathematician, Andy (laughs) Eagold. Can I put my foot on the table like this, please? Please do. I wish you were wearing jorts. No, I'm wearing my Nikes today, (laughs) homie. Sorry. What are those lace up to your mid ankle or what? Yeah, they're good. They're supportive. <laughs> they're stylish and supportive. But you kick the hell out of Marty Archibald with those. Oh, dude, I put on my still toes when it's time <laughs> to go to Marty. I put on my still toes and go right to his temple every day. <laughs> so it's Jackson Banks' last show. Uh, he'll be on at nine o'clock or from eight o'clock to nine o'clock i'm on it too he's you're on it i think he's trying to get every person he's had on the show so i don't know how that's gonna work in terms of mics yeah he doesn't plan things there's like four mics he's a horrible planner yeah jackie boy he's just constantly in this just haze of weirdness (laughs) that makes him really funny but super stupid regarding just how to be a person here's my prediction with jackie boy okay all right 
he's going to make it before anyone else. All right? Make it in terms of television or comedy. Okay. As far as getting, getting deals and getting credits and getting a fan base and becoming like a legit working one of the dudes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then because he's just like the industry is so. Am I allowed to say uh, the slang term for erection on this program? Sure. He's a, just the industry I noticed has a huge boner for him. Like if I were to construct a comedian that the industry would just go nuts over, it would be like Jackson. Just really weird, original, like wears weird pink pants and tells jokes that no one else tells. And he's just this, this whole funny. And as Abigail Harrison say, he lounges like a lady. Yes. Which is a very good thing for Hollywood. And then after he makes it, he's going to become a tragic true Hollywood story type deal because he's so stupid. He'll be taken, he'll be taken advantage of by some shady manager and just uh, will embezzle all of his money. He'll lose everything and he'll die when he's 32. Wow. So he's got to make it pretty quick then. Yeah. He'll make it. He'll be in, he'll be like in the Montreal comedy festival in a couple of years, probably three years before he starts getting good credits. And he's going to become kind of like a Mitch Hedberg. You know, have like a cult following, do well. But Mitch Hedberg never got taken advantage of because he was actually pretty smart. Jackson Just by himself. Will, yeah, Jackson will get taken advantage of and then, uh, then he'll die. <laughs> See, one of the things I worry about Jackson Banks is, you know how every most comics redo their same sets over and over and over again and add and add and add? Yeah. Jackson hates doing the same jokes over and over again. Like, it really bothers him. And I could see club owners not being content with him because I don't think he wants to be molded in the classical comedy mold. I think he wants to do free associate every single night. And Yeah, I see what you're saying there. He's just, like, too creative of a guy. Yeah. He gets bored easily. Luckily, he's super funny. And the new stuff he's bringing is usually awesome. And... People, but I see your concerns. It's uh, you know, doesn't have him, doesn't give him the chance to get something polished up. But as far as what he's bringing on stage, I'm just like a huge fan. I think he's so funny. I think he's fantastic too. Yeah. I wish he'd have an hour already. Like I think he could headline. How long has he been doing it? Oh, uh, jeez, that's he's still young. He's 23. He's probably a couple years. Uh, it's too young. Two and a half, three years. No, he's not. I mean, here in Utah. Uh, you can start, like at Wise Guys, you can start headlining pretty soon. Um, I definitely headlined way before I was ready. I headlined after I'd been doing comedy not even two years. And I'm sure a lot of people left sad. <laughs> <laughs> it was really dark, really dirty, disturbing stuff. It was on a Sunday night, I think it was. Yeah. You're very good at comedy. I love going out and seeing you. Oh, well, thank I'd you. I don't say that because like, we're kind of friendly, but... I would pay to see you. I've gotten better since then. I appreciate that. You're better every time. Oh, Sasha. But I I think what really gets you is your confidence. You're very confident on stage. You seem very at home. Yeah, I I, I think I think I am. Well, thank you. I don't really know what to say beyond that. Do you feel confident on stage? Because you look it. Yeah, usually I feel pretty good. Um, If it's a new venue, I'm a little more nervous. If it's... uh, something where I have to do like 25, 30 minutes and it has to be clean, then I'm a little nervous because I feel like I start to reach when I have to do that long of like a cleanish set. If it's a corporate, 
or something like that. I'm a little nervous. I don't know how like that heroin addict material is going to go over. So I still get nervous sometimes. But like at a club, like Wise Guys or something like that, nah, nah, I don't really get too nervous anymore. Do you like doing your bits on drug use still? Like, you know what? I'm getting bored with it. I don't hate it, but I just feel like I'm starting to run that well dry a little bit. You know what I mean? I felt like. It's just not as creatively as uh, satisfying as it used to be. It used to be awesome because I felt like, oh, man, I'm taking this part of my life that sucked and making it funny. So the jokes worked, and it was also kind of rewarding. But now I'm just getting a little tired of it as a premise. You know what I mean? I just like you, like you would with any premise. Do you think psychologically it keeps beating you over the head about your past too? You know what? Not really because the jokes I now associate more as jokes than I do with my past, Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. Now they're like part of the act. And when I'm telling those jokes, I'm just thinking about them in that context. And like, these are jokes that fit into the, you know, the construct of the act more than my past. So you're not in the grocery store or driving down state street saying I used to be a major screw up. Like, no, no, I am. I do that, but just not when I'm on stage. Because when I'm on stage talking about the heroin stuff, I'm talking about it in a way that just wants to be funny. It's mm-hmm. just part of the act, part of the comedy. But no, in life, I still think about that all the time. Like, oh, man. Because I wonder about that with the with the tool of self-deprecating humor. Because I, I don't do comedy, but I joke around a lot, and I try to make people laugh in my free time. And everything's self-deprecating, you know? Because yeah. I think it's hilarious. No, I think it's funny, too. I think super arrogance can be funny, too. Funny comes in all kinds of forms. It's it's its whole own thing. It can be self-deprecating. It can be, like, super braggadocious. Do we have a real sense? About, did you hear me say braggadocious? That's so dope that I just said that. You probably never say that word, do you, you loser? No, I certainly don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hack. I can't say that. What about Seth Tippett's? <laughs> Did you say something about him? No, I was certainly oh. wasn't planning on it. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm hearing things. I thought you said something about Seth Tippett's. No, because what I was going to ask is, do we have a real self-deprecating comic in Salt Lake? Maybe a little bit of uh, Nick Smith, but I can't really... Guy Seidel's self-deprecating. Yeah, he's got really he, he good definitely... penis jokes. Well, and he, tr- he trashes himself. He trashes yeah. his looks, his... Uh, you know, his age and all kinds of things. I'd say that guy's great at that. He's very funny. Yeah. I, that's one of the few people I'm bummed that I never got on the show. You never got Guy on the show. He kept canceling on us. What a loser, man. That's what I thought. Guy know? sucks. Good... I'm glad you didn't have him on the show. <laughs> I hate Guy. He is one of the few people in Salt Lake that consistently makes me giggle. Really? Yeah. He should. He hasn't written a joke in like four years. <laughs> Johnny McKeon used to always tell me, and I hate talking about people when they're not here, but that he doesn't have an interest in moving on with his comedy, that like he's completely content just being in Salt Lake. Good guy? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know about that. I can't speak for him. Right. I know he's mentioned to me a few times that he's comfortable where he's at in his life right now. He's comfortable with his financial situation, where he's living, his place in the Utah comedy scene. I think he's very content here. And, you know, that's a hell of a thing to give up, to pack up and go to L.A. and start all over. So maybe there's some truth to that. But I don't know. You know, I think like any comic, sometimes he wants bigger things. How long are you in Salt Lake City for? Uh, You know, I don't have any plans to leave right now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go, I think, when I have a reason to go. You can do a lot more from 
your hometown than you used to be able to. I think the smart thing for a Salt Lake comic to do is, right, get on stage, get in with wise guys. I'm not saying it's the only show in town, but I am saying it's the best show in town. Don't apologize for saying that. Best, you know, people to be in with. And do festivals. Get out there, make connections. And then when you feel like, see, I moved to New York way too early. Moved before I had anything going there. And I'm not going to make that mistake again. I'll go when I have, and it'll probably be L.A. this time, but I'll go when I know tons of people and I know that I can go there and really do tons of comedy. See, Patrick Ramirez is moving to L.A. in a couple of weeks. And I think it's going to be fantastic for him because he's Latino. And the market in L.A. for Latin comics is unbelievable, unprecedented, unbelievable. Yeah, there's all kinds of like those Mexican comedy nights and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you can definitely, it's tough to start out there in Los Angeles. It's like the hardest place to come up in. But there's tons of opportunities there, and there's lots of appealing reasons to go, for sure. Well, he could get into gay porn, you know. I mean, that could happen That'd be him. sweet, dude. <laughs> yeah, they, he can't do that in Utah. When I was, I spent uh, August down there, and I didn't really go to see many of the sites, but I did go to the Vivid Video office building and took my picture in front of there. <laughs> of course you did. Yeah, they make all my favorite porns. <laughs> <laughs> you still buy porn. No, I mean, it's just like uh, I watch it on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> You're a true American, sir. Uh, <laughs> That's weird that you can watch porn on your phone. Like, and you almost have to. Do you download the apps on your phone? No, I just uh, type it into my browser and go yeah. to town. <laughs> go to town. Yeah. <laughs> See, I would think that that would be weird, like having a porn app on your phone. It's pointless. And. Why broadcast it like that? <laughs> I want to meet those men that do that, though. Uh, we could have... Hey, man, what happened to the stripper, dude? Sorry, speaking she, of that's she, porn-related. Yeah, she canceled on What me. was her name? Her name was Erica. I don't know her stage name, but I went over to Pinky's. Yeah. And I went down and had a couple of beers, and there was this one girl that wasn't too bad, and I was like... I was like, hey, come over here. And she's like, oh, okay. We started talking for a minute. And I go, hey, I got this good radio show. I got a comic coming in. Like, we want to get into the life of a stripper and yeah. the whole nine yards from the good to the bad. And love to have you on the show. And she goes, oh, I'd love to. And so Mondays, I 90% of the time, I always send a confirmation email or text. Hey, are you still doing the show? So I sent this girl an email and she goes, Oh my gosh, like, I totally forgot about it. I can't do it. Can we reschedule? Ugh, that sucks. Did she have big boobs? She had gigantic boobs. Oh, dude, she would have been cool to have on. And she she probably had a size two or three waist, like double D breasts, like a great butt. What if she would have stripped for us? Of course she would have. We just turn the mics off and forget about the show and have a stripper party. That's kind of <laughs> why I wanted to have it, because strippers love to strip, dude. so we could have that would have been so great if we got her in here and we just like turned on some music and got out the strobe light and the smoke machine and the money and she just got naked so i think that when all you radio moves to its new hosting site yes we can do that without any fears of getting in trouble i mean we got cameras up here in the corner we got cameras here we l- we're doing radio on a college campus, and as you know, colleges, the students have become one of the leading headliners of repression and censorship throughout the country. Yes. Outrage. And 
I'm stunned that we haven't had more hate mail. We we've gotten off lucky because yeah. But we've also made friends with the LGBT community here. Like I've gone really out of my way not to push the limits in a lot of ways, and I'm kind of you get stuck after a while. So I think having strippers coming in would be great. I know that there's a comic that's uh, a manager at one of the strip joints in town. I think Trails or something. I forget his name. But I know that he was supposed to come come in a while ago when Johnny was booking, and I canceled him. I was like, I really don't want to like get in trouble for having a conversation about what's it like to manage a bunch of strippers. Yeah, but it's a fast. It's an important conversation. Well, I mean, if she were a stripper, that would maybe lead to her stripping. If right. we talk to her about that, which would be awesome. Right. But you have to. Do you go to strip joints? Yeah. Oh, well, only when I'm in Rock Springs, Wyoming. <laughs> I, I, that's the only time I go. But when I go, I go. I do the strip club experience, man. Because in Rock Springs, they do freaky stuff that's illegal here in Utah. Like ping pong balls and the whole thing? or Ping pong balls. I don't know what that's referring to. They, they do, uh, you know, you, uh, you, you, they'll bring you to completion <laughs> in Rock Springs, Wyoming. It happened to me last time. I had to go sit in the corner and uh, recuperate. And, then I, and, it's like, and it's like, all right, I got to get back in there. And I just uh, cleaned up and went back in there. When I go up there, there's a comedy gig up there. And every time I do that show, I kind of just like throw the act out the window and just tr- talk about the strip club and try to get everybody to go. And I always get the whole audience to go. And I'm the big hero for the night. And they, I don't drink, so they all just buy me dances. The strippers <laughs> are impressed because everybody's buying me dances, and it's just great. Uh, let's see. Promise, Story, Writer. I know all their names now. There's a girl named Story. Yeah, she's freaky, dude. It sounds like it. That's yeah. a horrible name. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> I know. It was, And then some gypsy was in there trying to sell all the strippers a bunch of trinkets, <laughs> which was driving me nuts. Like, this one puts you in a good mood. This one. And I'm like, get out of here, lady. Do you but, ever feel like you're objectifying a woman at a strip joint? I don't, I don't think about that. I, I just think here you are mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, the ability to get naked. And here I am with money to pay you to do that. So let's do that. Because one of the things I've always thought about, whether it's prostitution or escorts or porn starlets, is that there's very few of them that are doing it for the fun. Like I imagine that most of these girls come from generational homes of poverty that have been molested or raped as a young woman, Uh, that they have a drug addiction. And is it morally reasonable for me to enjoy that? I don't know any of that. I don't know if any of that's true. (laughs) She's probably just some cool girl that likes to get naked for money, dude. That's I don't. That's the only backstory I give them. <laughs> like she has a cool, weird stage name, and I give her money, and then she gets naked and smiles, and just dances on my crotch, and it's rad. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, I don't give her this tragic Holocaust backstory. Take it easy, Sasha. You don't know. She's probably a PhD or something. <laughs> she could be just putting her way through dental school, man. It's the 21st century, dude. Everybody's sexual now. All right, not everybody comes from rape families if they want to strip. Girls can be honest about wanting to be horny and dance naked for money. Jeez, dude, they're probably fine. 
That's why I ask these questions. I'm curious. Well, it's like, dude, come on. How about that? <laughs> it's like, dude, come on. So maybe, when are you, are you going to Rock Springs anytime soon? I just got back, so probably not. Anytime soon, in the next couple of months? or No, probably not for the next nine months or so. It's usually like a once every year. No, maybe once every nine months kind of a thing. Well, maybe you and I should go to Trails and do a podcast. All right. You want to do that? What is it going to be called? Is it just like a one-time podcast? Yeah, we'll just go there and... Or am I going to be a guest on your podcast? We'll just go there with a couple of microphones and have a day with it. I'll do it. You know, it'd be Utah lame. strip clubs are lame, though. We could go to Wells. All right. I just want to go to the freakiest one. We could go to the Bunny Ranch. Can I? Okay. I'm down to do that. Let's, um, can I, can I pump my, my podcast? Yeah. All right. Because the stiff necks at the University of Utah are <laughs> kicking my boy Sasha to the curb, we're going to go off and start a whole, or Sasha is, a whole podcast thingamajigger. And I've been thinking about this. Stay tuned for the 15-minute podcast with Andy Gold. It's going to be cool, isn't it, Sasha? I think it's fantastic. I'm just going to talk shish kebab <laughs> for 15 minutes. Uncensored. Yes. With oh. Andy Gold. It... I'm not going to have uncensored in the title. That's super lame. Oh, of course it would be. I wouldn't let you. I'd slap you before I'd allow that to happen. Yeah, that hasn't been cool since the 90s. Like, just be uncensored. Don't celebrate that whole thing. I mean, I, I just think that's, that's kind of corny these days in 2014. Like, it should just be expected that you can just swear and say whatever you want. The only place I'm okay with censorship is during local and national news. I don't think it's a... But I think a journalist should be able to use the language of the incident they're covering, right? I don't think that they should have to have to go out of their way to not use the N-word if that's what created a race riot or something right. like that. I don't like the hiding of language but i think but see then it's like some people are so bad with language that they ruin it with everyone you know you're talking about bad as in censoring or bad as in profanity well so if you're okay let's take it back when howard stern was doing terrestrial radio he was on 300 markets the number one show in la and new york uh-huh making 15 million dollars a year and he was doing it clean while he was completely filthy. Yeah. Um, would you... Have There's a certain art to that that's kind of cool. There is. I, I think it's good for creativity. You know, um, it's like the song OPP by Naughty Nature. That Absolutely. was That was all about man and lady crotches, but it was radio friendly. Yeah. The whole, because they, they had to do, you know, be like, uh, it just had to be clever, under the radar, innuendo. I think that's one of the brilliant things about Jackson Banks' radio show, Cam Jackie, uh-huh. is he's pulling it off every week clean, and it's filthy. It's completely filthy. Right, yeah. <laughs> no, that's sweet. But I kind of, and, you know, he and I talk about it, and he likes the challenge of doing the radio show clean. Uh-huh. Um, I'm bored of the challenge because, not that I would become completely filthy, but I, I think that it's okay to be, to say the F word or what have you. Yeah, totally. It's 2014, yeah. man. It's almost 2015. Yeah, a couple of days. Dude, it's going to be so lame, all of the stupid Back to the Future 2 posts and tweets. <laughs> Why don't we have hoverboards? Duh! And everyone thinks they're going to be the first person to think about it. <laughs> 
I'm getting very tired of the nerd culture and the geek culture. Oh, I'm not getting. I am, dude. It needs to die. It will. It's going to be dead pretty soon, and they're going to look so stupid. It's going to be just like the Macarena. <laughs> and I, I love how people on Twitter, like the super geeks, like they won't follow you back. Like, And let, if you're not a geek, they won't acknowledge you. Which geeks are you talking about? Any of them. Well, I don't, I don't follow them. Screw them. I don't <laughs> acknowledge them or expect them to acknowledge me. I'm happy them living in their universe and B.O., Naval Lint. And like, it's uh, weird for a 30-year-old man to buy Legos and G.I. Joe action figures. Yes, it is. yes, it's not just weird. It's despicable. <laughs> it's bad. I have I morally object it. You're talking about – that's what I have a problem with. Uh, strippers, no. 30-year-old dudes who buy Legos, yes. I'll get on my soapbox and preach against that. <laughs> I hope you do. I, I hope it's an epidemic. Like yeah. Utah got voted the nerdiest state in the union. Oh, Utah sucks. And they have so many things going against it off the bat. Yes. Their drinking laws, their their way they identify sexually, their their overzealousness, and then you throw in nerdiness on top of it. Yes. Hmm. Utah should. Of course, they're going to be nerdy with all that, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> like. That is, okay, I went to like a birthday party, like a Mormon birthday party a little bit ago. It was the first, and I went there with Christian actually. And Christian was pretty Mormon, like well into adulthood. So he had gone to a lot of these adult Mormon parties, and I hadn't been to any, right? And basically what they are is children, like nerdy children that play these weird games and dancing games and write down stuff on the paper games and... I actually felt anxious being there, and I, like, I felt bad about myself. Like, it sounds it made, creepy. It was creepy, and it made me like, how did I get to this place in my life where I'm right here? <laughs> what was Christian's like, angle on it? He just told me that's a thing. And forget about there's no beer there. I don't drink. Right. Okay? But there's not even, like, adult conversations. It's like if you're an unmarried Mormon adult, you just carry on being a kid until you get married. Yuck. That, that's, what, that's how he explained it to me, and I thought that was like the nail on the head. That's what this party felt like. felt like a bunch of people in their mid, late 20s, a couple of people maybe in their early 30s that were partying the same way kids do, like a kid's birthday party. It was bizarre and dumb. Hmm. That's disgusting. Yeah. Do you play video games still, or are you feeling like you're getting too old for video games? I haven't played video games forever. Mm -hmm. Video games I don't really have a problem with, you know, but I don't have time for them. I barely have time for my TV. Marty keeps me posted with WWF uh, documentaries, and that's about it. (laughs) I do comedy, and then I watch WWF documentaries that that I'm only semi-interested in. That's a good thing. Because I know you're a wrestling uh, enthusiast. Not really. I used to be. Me too. When I was a kid. Did you get into Japanese wrestling and no. ECW and all that stuff? ECW a little bit when yeah. I was a kid. I liked that. You a fan of barbed wire matches? and? Um, Kind of. They're pretty crazy. I remember watching them when I was a kid and thinking this is pretty cool. The tables and the chairs and the blood and all of that, you know, the... Have you been to the Midget Wrestling Organization? Uh, there's a gig it? in Cedar City. Um, no, I haven't been to that. But I know there's a gig in Cedar City where after the comedy they do Midget Wrestling. Was, uh, my, my face is on the poster with them. Uh, 
<laughs> Comedy Do you have night. that poster? No. Maybe it's on the internet somewhere. <laughs> Toads in Cedar City. T O A D Z. They have Comedy Night and they have Midget Wrestling. But I'm actually glad you're here because Michelle Bodkin and I got in it a little bit on Twitter last night. Did you see the BYU football fight? No. What happened? Is she coming in today? Yeah. Basically, at the end of the bowl game yesterday, there was a huge brawl between Memphis and BYU, and one of the BYU boys just got his ass whooped. Like By one of the Memphis boys. Yeah, he got completely opened up after he threw a hell-making punch to somebody who wasn't even looking at him. It was fantastic. And he just got, I mean, it's, look at that photo. Let's see here. <laughs> oh, Snapdragons. He's all bloody, isn't he? Yeah, it's cute. Ugh. He's about to cry. <laughs> but I was saying to her that, you know, her whole stance was, you know, there needs to be sportsmanship in football and that fighting's not okay. My thing was, hey, if this happened in MMA or wrestling, like, this would be the greatest thing in the world. Why is there a double standard? And someone went off on me, and I was like, well, football and wrestling are the same thing. Both athletes are taking huge bumps, and they're only doing it to live up to a crowd. Well, okay. No. (laughs) (laughs) There's two totally different objectives in the sport. In football, it's to move a ball up the field into the end zone. And the bumps and the hits are uh, incidental, all right? Because you've got to tackle the guy and get him down, who, the guy who has the ball. Um, the, wrestling, that's not incidental. That's part of the game. Okay, part of the game. But it's not part of the game to that, – that's called unnecessary roughness. There's a, a thing for that, to punch somebody and to bloody them, you know. Uh, you're doing more than you have to, whereas in MMA, you're supposed to punch them and bloody them and do all of that. That's the whole idea. So incidental isn't the right word, but listen, I'm not saying I'm necessarily against the fighting. I'm just saying there are two different things. I'm saying like fight all you want. I don't care. <laughs> but I just, I, I don't see a difference between the two games. I think there's a lot of, how can you not see a difference? Well, so everyone calls WWE fake because it's predetermined. Yes. I think a lot of outcomes in NFL and college football are also predetermined due to gambling. I'm convinced of it. It's happened many, many times. Yeah, NBA P- point also. shaving and stuff like that, yep. sure. Yep. I think that there's, you know, I think the same type of camaraderie happens in a WWE locker that happens in an NFL locker room. I, I, I just, I don't see much of a difference. I, I the get difference that the rules is are different, in WWE, everybody's in on it, and it's a known thing. There's mm-hmm. nothing shady going on. It's not happening because of point sh- shaving. It's... Uh, they're open, it's scripted, it's fake. In basketball, there might be two players on the court who are in on it, or an official who's in on it, and then everybody else is in the dark, and they don't know what's happening, including the fans. You see what I'm saying? In the WWA, people basically know they're going to see a play. In basketball, people think they're going to see a game. There might be a couple people who are, I'm sorry that I just proved you wrong and everything, I know that sucks. You're just gonna have to admit it. No, I you have I, to admit that I have the better argument. I'm sorry. I think I, put, I, I think my argument. Yeah, I rule. I think I put myself in a very tough argument to win, but I think that that's no excuse. I think football is a brutally violent game. Yes. I don't think it's healthy for human beings, 
And it's not healthy for their bodies, no. No. Or, and I encourage fighting. I don't see why you can't fight in football. Because it's not part of the game. There's other things that are unhealthy for you. Okay, say you're a truck driver and you sit on your ass all day and eat gas station food and you balloon up to 400 pounds. Is it then okay to walk up to that guy and be like, what you're doing is unhealthy, so I'm going to punch you in the face. How about that? Because this is unhealthy too. No, it doesn't make any sense. Just because one unhealthy thing doesn't open the floodgates, you know, to be pounded by everything violent and unhealthy, dum-dum. While I'm at it, you know what? Let's just take it. Let's bring some axes out onto the field, some switchblades and some hammers, and let's just do it. Sure. Jeez. I mean, George Carlin did that great bit about putting landmines in the center field of baseball and that whole bit. I agree with it. Make it entertaining. But then, uh, like, do you think steroids should be outlawed in sport? Not really. I don't either. I because I used to, I, I used to feel like, well. They should be because certain people might not want to take steroids because they're unhealthy, but they're actually not that unhealthy. Studies have shown time and time again they're not nearly as bad for you as people say. In fact, probably not as bad for you as legal supplements that speed up your heart, that are stimulants and things like that. If you take them safely and appropriately, you can live a long, healthy life being a steroid user for decades. Um, It's just... An edge. People, you know, athletes give themselves edges all the time that are legal. Uh, Creatine, protein powder, uh, steroids is just a more effective edge. I'm not opposed to just making them legal. Chris Rock had a great bit where he was talking about the first stockbroker who had a BlackBerry. Can you imagine the (laughs) edge he had over all the other stockbrokers? Did they make those illegal? No. It is a good one. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I just – I don't have a problem. Do they make breast implants illegal for strippers? Yeah. They, no, yeah. They, they do not, Sasha. Were you paying any attention to me? Jeez. <laughs> the answer is no. They do not make breast implants illegal for strippers. Why did they turn the lights off in the hallway? It's spooky in here. I know. It's uh, an automatic light. you got to walk out. But we're going to go to break here real quick. I'm excited to continue on this conversation with Michelle because I'm actually going to delve into my argument because I don't think that wrestling and football are good for society. And I'll let you guys prove me wrong. Okay. And we'll have a good conversation. All right. So this is All Ute Radio. This is our last show here forever at the University of Utah at KU Internet Radio. We'll probably be doing something down the road starting in January from a professional studio. We'll get a website, and, you know, I guess I'll even make a Facebook page when that comes out. But hopefully we will have Andy Gold doing a podcast on there. We'll have Natasha Mower and Jason Harvey. Maybe we can get Christian Piper to do something. We'll get Jackson Banks to do something. Should we give Marty Archibald a podcast? No, 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 no. (laughs) He'd be a good co-host. He'd be your good co-host, though. No, Marty... (laughs) I don't know. Don't <laughs> let's just forget about him, please. Beautiful. Well, we'll be right back. We appreciate all of you. Hi, this is Randall Carlisle from ABC4 Utah. All Ute Radio will be right back after this.
is Joey Diaz, and you're listening to All You Radio. You're beautiful, baby. Thank you for your time, guys. I love you guys. Build it to the sky now, watch it fall down, and how you gon' survive now, yeah, it's cold blood in it, the streets left no love in it, yeah, no love in it, if I can paint a picture, I show an image of a dog and yeah, raw head, poppin' painkillers, Ran for the call for dogs with them pills to net 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 your boy kill. He saw crack to his muscle, turned his back on his brothers. Killed his partner for the plug. He think everything a hustle. Cold more homes, numb, black heart, no feelings, just a gun. Well, raised in the trenches, not to mention all the hoes they had dissed them. So home think the whole world against them. Play ball, coach bitch them, grandpa playing this them. He was raised in Mississippi. Wow, that's a lot of hip hop here. Do you choose the music? I used to, and then they took everything away from me, and I tried to go upload stuff, and all the passwords had been changed. What kind of music do you listen to? Probably like the Troy soundtrack and stuff? <laughs> I love blues. I love... Soundtrack uh, to Gladiator. I like Grateful Dead a lot. I like Jerry Garcia. Okay. Um, if it sounds good, it's good. I love Al Green. Uh, you know, that type of music. Jeez, Grandpa. Yeah. I mean, I like that stuff, but I don't just like that stuff. You know, I'll listen to Metallica, and I'll get into... Why are you rubbing your hands together like Sling Blade, you freak? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Sasha's rubbing his palms together like he's about to... Ugh. Well, we were getting ready to talk about Tinder, you and your dating. I'm curious about it. Not really dating. But you said you're meeting people on Tinder. Yeah, but that's not the same as dating. I'm meeting people. But do you take them out to dinner? Do you? Uh, not really. No. Why not? I don't like dating. I just like hanging out. You seem like a a natural stud. Oh, thanks, dude. I'm not though. <laughs> I'm not at all. I suck with girls. Why? I don't think they like to be hit on, so I don't hit on them. Like I don't flirt, you know. So if you see a beautiful woman, I actually just barely even tried to start dating again recently too. How long did you take off? Five years. Ooh, without having any uh, sexual relations or coitus, as they say. Uh, I mean, dating. Dating. Like, relationships, okay? Uh, five years from, like, pursuing anything in a relationship, which I'm still not really doing, but I'm not avoiding one either. That's part of recovery, actually. To take time off? Yes. So you don't become a sex addict, or? No, it's because... You suck at relationships. Because you need to work for a long time. All of your relationships were really shit, like codependent relationships. Uh And all you know how to do with people is to manipulate them, to use them so they benefit you. So you're not good at that kind of stuff. The rule is, I've been explaining this a lot lately because I'm just barely kind of trying to start to date again. Uh But you give yourself like a year clean. Yeah. And then see if, and then you get a plant. See if you can keep that plant alive for a year. Jesus and then get a pet and see if you can do that for a couple years. And depending on how bad you are with relationships, like the minimum is three years. I like, eh, was still a pretty terrible person. 
thought I would be terrible at that after three years. And now I, I'm starting to feel like I can probably uh, care for somebody. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's really like how I gauge it. Am I, am, I, am I where I'm at where I could care for somebody? And I'm like, yeah, I think I can. Have you ever had a serious girlfriend or? Uh, not a, I thought maybe they were, but looking back on it, no, not really. I mean, I had girls that were kind of girlfriends, but so you, they weren't faithful. I wasn't faithful. Vice versa. We're party people. You know what I mean? So I've never had like a But you punish yourself for it. I know, I know that you just didn't do weed and drink and all that. Yeah. You know, you went, you chased it a little bit. But you really beat yourself up that much that you're not going to allow yourself to have love or to be with another human being. You don't know what you're talking about. Uh, that's why I'm asking you questions. No, that's part of recovery. I'm not beating myself up at all. That's part of being... You agree with that, though? That, that yeah, approach. you're not beating yourself up. You're preventing yourself from hurting other people and just focusing on, your, on yourself. That's a good rule that I agree with. When you're a, an addict, you're not a good person that's capable of... of uh, caring for another person hmm. hi michelle bakken welcome to the finale episode of uh all you radio hello hello happy to be here <laughs> <laughs> does the other mic not work what no i think she's gonna be on that one right oh, there okay right? yeah we got mic. i'm attached to it <laughs> what me and that mic have me and that mic have, you know, a relationship. We, I've been with this mic since the beginning, so I would like to go out with this mic. Well, pull up a chair. I'm working <laughs> on it. <laughs> <laughs> She's just squatting in front of the mic when there's an empty chair right to her left. Sasha showed me the video of the football players fighting. It was that's so what fantastic. We're gonna that's what we're going to talk about, right? The BYU ones? Yes. 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 That guy got clocked, man. Knocked <laughs> he deserved it. Okay. Sasha's an idiot. He thinks that should just be a thing in football because football's already violent. Yes. So, but it's a totally different kind of uh, of violence. By that logic, you should just say let the floodgates open and give them bats and clubs and everything like that. Because so do you watch football? Sure. Have you noticed the advent of the side suplex becoming a major theme with linebackers and defensive linemen toward offensive players? Well, that's kind of... I mean, they Kurt Angle them. That's kind of tackling related. You're grabbing them, you're getting leverage, you're bringing them down. That's different than a punch. Mm-hmm. Have you? Did you see the Miami player that scoop slammed a player this year? Clay got sc- scoop slammed yeah. against Colorado State. I've seen elbow drops, almost people elbow drops on people. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think any of us are trying to say that like dirty plays don't happen, but I don't think... Big, full-on brawls after a game should be acceptable at all. And Sasha was saying it should be acceptable because it's already violent. What they're doing is bad for them, so that should be okay, too. And what I said to him is, okay, anybody who does something that's unhealthy for themselves in your world should just be al- – you should be allowed to do other unhealthy things to them. So, so there's a truck driver who just sits on his ass all day and eats gas station food, and he balloons up to 400 pounds. And you say, hey, man, what you're doing is really unhealthy. Take this. And you go and beat the hell out of him, right? Because he's already doing something that's bad for him. That makes no sense. I just think at some point you have to draw the line. And, I mean, there's reasons why there's penalties, too, during the game for excessive amounts of violence. Yeah, unnecessary reference. Exactly. Things that go above and beyond the tackling and, you know, what you're supposed to do and as far an, as fundamentals go in that game. There's an obvious line, too, okay, like scoop slam and stuff like that. You can see how 
in the game, you grab them and you have momentum, you pick them up, you bring them down, okay, maybe that's unnecessary roughness, but you can see where that might happen. But punching a dude in the face with his helmet off. Yeah, you can't do that. And also, if they were allowed to do that, Sasha, you would never have a game. Who needs the game? <laughs> but then why have yeah, uniforms why, and pads and a stadium and tickets and everything like that? Why not just go out into the streets and I'm watch? I'm gonna say, yeah, yeah, you might as well just have life be a free for all of yes. Mm, Do no. you think football's a healthy activity for Americans and consumers? I I think it depends on the person. I think most people can handle that, and it's kind of like the video games. You hear all the time about how. Like, violent video games create violent people, or violent lyrics create violent people. Well, I've played violent video games before. I've listened, I still do listen to incredibly violent lyrics at times. I would never go out and take a gun and pop someone. You know what I mean? Like, that just, that doesn't register with me. And the same with watching football. I don't watch football and go, oh my god, now I want to go out and just clock (laughs) someone. Like, I just have this urge, this itch. I need to go and, you know, beat the living daylights out of someone. I don't. And a lot of that hype has been blown out of proportion anyway. You're talking about the video games and the lyrics. If a kid is crazy and he goes out on a killing spree, his parents are desperate and they want to keep him out of prison. So they'll do whatever they can to... Well, I was going to say, you know, you know there's, a, there's a lot of psychology that goes in. And, you know, there are unstable people out there. And there, there are yeah. people that do look at stuff like that or listen to stuff like that and go, great idea. Why am I not out there doing that? You know, because they don't think the same way that most people do. So I. But you can't stop things for exactly. the sake of crazy people. Exactly. You know, it's it's just one of those things. The lines have to be drawn. There have to be consequences. You know, whether it's right, wrong, fair or not, it, that's just how it is. And the other thing, Sasha, you're so inconsistent, man. You're, first, you're saying that it should just be a free-for-all and they should be able to fight and pound each other and kill each other. <laughs> and then you're like, is football good for the consciousness? Is I'm it asking questions, sir. Oh, man. No, because I don't. I think that if we want to live in an environment that's free of war, that doesn't have drug dependencies and stuff, I think these violent things like wrestling and football should probably go away. Time out, time out. Drug dependency. How is that related to wrestling or football? Well, I was going to say on the flip side, though, why can't maybe that be the solution to the problem? Like, instead of going and blowing each other up, why don't countries put together like a team and whoever wins the team, you know, whatever team battle you choose to have. I mean, to me, that just seems like a better alternative. To I think that does happen on a degree. I think in, yeah. the, in the, the Olympics, yeah. when rival countries face exactly. each other, you have a sense of a victory, a sense of <laughs> not, 1980, the hockey game, right? <laughs> exactly. It was like, all oh, right, we there's this whole sense, of, even though it was just a hockey game, of we beat the Soviets, we're better than them, go USA, which is uh, I think provides kind of a relief. You know, so. and maybe the need to go out and drop a nuke on him isn't as great because we beat him at hockey. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds crazy, does, but I think there's some I real think, truth to I that. I think there is a little bit of truth to that. I really do. And oh, by the way, Sasha, sports are fun. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> that, that, uh, that's a reason right there. They're a good time. The people who are playing them, they're not playing them against their will. In fact, they worked really hard for a long, long time to get to that level, and that's what they want to do. Well, I'm just curious. All of your I, arguments suck and, are, you, and are dumb. I appreciate and they're it. Bad. Yeah, and they're really, really easy to shoot down. I'm not saying I'm a smart guy, sir. 
<laughs> I've never once said that. <laughs> I fully admit that I'm stupid. Why do you think I went into communications? Like, Is that a stupid major? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say not as dumb as psychology, which is what I did. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're smart. You know, I, I shouldn't have even got into communications because I'm not good looking enough to get in front of a camera. Like, I'm not... I should have gone into, like, strategic communications or something outside of the journalism. What is strategic communications? Oh, you know, that's where you become a professional liar and you become a voice for a company, a PR person. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. I gotcha. Yeah. And then you also get into advertising and marketing and just a bunch of horse crap right. <laughs> that I don't like. Now, Michelle, you seem very adamant that there's no steroids in college football. I'm not saying that there is no steroids in college football. I think there are guys that choose to juice up. I just don't think it's as wide of a problem as people want to make it out to be. I think there's a few. See, I'd say there's a few on every team in every conference. Very possible. But at the same time, that doesn't make up the majority. You know, and that's not an explanation for what happened yesterday with BYU and Memphis, I don't think. Oh, no. You don't have to be on steroids and, to lose and your cool. I was going to say, and exactly that, because, I mean, just the emotional roller coaster that you go through when you play a sport. I mean, I've even been there where it's like, you know, refs make a bad call. Someone, you know, maybe pushes you that shouldn't have pushed you. Your temper flares. You're on that adrenaline. It's really easy to get to that level where you're like, you know what? I kind of feel like punching your face in at the moment. Um, From a some, PR point of view. I was going to say, some of us are better at controlling it than others, but I, you don't have to be juiced up in order to feel that way. From a PR move, is it good for BYU? Because they've had this image of, church-going kids, they're very soft, especially with their white uniforms, that they're very, you know, Christian-y. But now they're these badasses who get in fights with Memphis kids. Like, I think that's a great thing for Well, recruiting. first of all, all football teams have white uniforms when they're playing at home, dum-dum. They're not that no, white, away. sir. Okay. They're, they're, there's, like, the Colts and there's BYU in terms of – White jerseys boys. and white yeah. pants. Okay, fine. Um, but, no, I, I think that's actually a good point, Sasha. I think that, uh, I don't know, is he going to be punished harder than a normal player would for punching? Oh, absolutely. You think Here, so? Here's the catch. BYU is independent. Punishments come down through conference affiliations. BYU doesn't have yeah, a conference affiliation. Yeah, but their punishments come down from But don't, can't they do their own BYU? Like they punish kids. Yeah, they punish kids for banging. Right? <laughs> yeah, but something tells me that probably nothing from BYU's higher-ups is going to come down on that kid. Gordon Monson brought up a good point today. But surely punching somebody in the face is, is worse than having sex with somebody, right? I would think so on national TV, especially when... Because that guy didn't want to get punched in the face. Well, and especially, again, when you brand yourself and you image yourself as being kind of the word of the church, you know, that's really... That, you know, being so above, and I mean, BYU kind of has had a tendency to point out to everyone else that, you know, they take the higher route, they they do things so much better, they live a much more righteous life but than others. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints also 
has embraced the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq the last 12 years. So it's not like they're vehemently opposed to violence. Like No. Not embraced, supported, or have, have, a, have stated that they will not protest. But I was going to say, yeah. here's where I'm getting at, though, with this, is that they tell they constantly tell people that they are above the bad talking, the bad mouthing, the you know, the fights that happened, you know, like after last week's or yesterday's game, things like that. But yet somehow they constantly get caught up in this kind of stuff. And I feel like if you are going to so strongly tell people that you are so not for this and yet for whatever reason your players are going out and doing exactly what you're saying you're not for. Yeah. There's a problem there. There's a problem there. And a lot of people have brought this up. There is no place to mix religion and sports. You just shouldn't. No. You just shouldn't. It's it's hypo- it's Here's, it's hypocritical. I'll have rules. I'm going to start a college. All right. Oh, every God. player has to have a girlfriend, <laughs> and he has to have sex with her three times a week at least. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but then you're not allowed to punch people. You got to be cool. You got to be like, but you you play hard, but you're not allowed to be a douchebag and hit people. But you, Why? But you got to be a fun guy who has sex with your girlfriend. <laughs> and uh, what else? And uh, and you swear on the field a lot, too, because you're cool. Okay. <laughs> your wow. Nah. And then And then after every game, they go party, whether they win or they lose. So it's the big party school. That's it. That's what my team will be known for. I think I said this last time. You did. You did. Okay. But I didn't talk about the sex with the girlfriends part. And no, girlfriends, that was new. But their girlfriends support the team. They're like, listen, you're, I'm your girlfriend and everything, but if since it's your job to party and you're on the road, you can have sex with all these other girls, and that's fine. So, so is she my like team, the token plastic Barbie doll type girl? Like, does nah, she have to be hot? No, 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 no. It can be whatever the player wants. I'm not going to intervene like that. If the player has a type, if the player's like, I like nerds. Then I'd be like, yeah, go bang all the nerds. That's cool. <laughs> but you got to do it. Whatever your type is, you got to bang them a lot. <laughs> all right. So if your type is like Samoan volleyball player girls, then every time we go on the road, <laughs> like you got to find the captain of the female Samoan volleyball team and bang her. It has to be consensual, though. She has to want it. But, my te- <laughs> but everybody on my team will be really charming, How right? Reasonable we'll be you, really sir. charming. <laughs> and then they'll each get $100 to buy drinks, right? $100 of party money. So my team will be the, the party team. We, we won't practice say, a lot. because I think the NCAA might have something to say about the $100 no, no, no. of party money. No, they won't because they'll come party with us. They'll be like, you guys rule. And they'll be like, yeah, these guys are okay. It'll be, Andy's, it'll be Andy's college. <laughs> I'll teach reading and writing. And uh, what else? Those uh, string Hook it things. on phonics. Yeah, hooked on phonics. <laughs> I think I'm on to something here, you guys. <laughs> yeah, good, good luck with that. <laughs> and then if you uh, if you make it like a really crappy mental error, like if you're the right guard or something and you can't remember the count, it's on two and you go on one, inexcusable, you have to let the guy across from you have sex with your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of a 15-yard penalty. Yeah. You should um, be the president of the Lingerie Bowl, sir. The Lingerie Bowl? The league, yes. Yeah, yeah and cheerleaders and football players would be allowed to go out. It'd be a free-for-all, man. <laughs> you oh know? My. The Bing Bowl. But no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold every player to those impossible standards of having, like, a 10. You know, like, some center. <laughs> you know, some, like, 
gross center, he can't go out and get some 10. He's going to have to settle for just like some frumpy, you know, garbage truck chick, which is How fine. Do you know. What? Not all hot girls are shallow, though. Not all dimes are shallow. <laughs> like, not all, but I'm just talking like <laughs> average, you know. Usually when I see some, you know, farmer from the men in black looking guy out at the mall, he's with his female counterpart. All right, he's not he's not with Kathy Ireland to use a 1992 reference. He's with some lady who looks like Marla Hooch. <laughs> Wow, this took a turn for the worse. No, it didn't. Yeah, (laughs) it kind of did. The worse? We could have gone down far worse roads. I could have been, what, the Holocaust supporter football team. That's much worse than the fun party team. But I wouldn't want a team like that. I'm proud of you, Andy. Yeah, that'd be another thing about my team. We would say that the Holocaust shouldn't have happened. We'd be sensitive, enlightened people. You would have, you would have, <clears throat> as a Jewish man, I can say this. You would have. Are you a Jew? Yeah. No kidding. Practicing? I uh, used to. So no. No. Okay. <laughs> no yuck. Yuck. It's restricted. I'm sorry, I interrupted your story. You have the Star of David tattooed on your arm. Yeah. So during the pogroms and the Holocaust, all Jews would have to have a star, or they would have yellow stripes on their arms that yes. would say "Yud." True. So would you have like a? yellow star that would say Jews one world unite or something like no, that. No, 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 no. Every end zone dance would be like a little public service announcement. <laughs> It'd be like they'd grab a mic and just go like increase the peace. To something like that. Something like these like old that. like family uh, no, matters. Uh, remember uh, yeah. remember Thank Goodness It's Friday? <laughs> sure. When Family Matters of the shows tried to have little things like that? I'd bring that back. <laughs> so they'd say stop the violence and vote. <laughs> Hitler sucked <laughs> and increased the peace. I was going to say Jewish, Jewish, yeah, is, I, I don't think is maybe top of the list anymore. I, like, I, I get that there's still there's still some uh-huh. there, but. I, as far I, as I, the top persecuted people? Yes. Who would you I, say is? I don't know. In America? Yeah, in America. Probably still, I would say African Americans, probably. For sure. Maybe Mexicans. No, I'd say Mexican Hispanic. I'd say single women. That yeah, if you want to go more single women, okay, single black women. All right, so that would be our end zone celebration. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'd have a dance, interpretive choreographed dance to empower single black women. Twerking. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no. No, not twerking. Not twerking. It would be uh, something better. It'd be like. Yeah, something more something cla- a little more tasteful. Yeah, be like the stuff they do in the Nutcracker. You know what? Those ladies hate the twerking thing. They are not about that biz. <laughs> Single black ladies hate the twerking. A lot of them do. The ones with dignity do. Actually, any woman with dignity. Have you does ever not- twerked? No. Never thought about it. No, I am not going to make that ass not- clap. Never. Uh-huh. <laughs> like- <laughs> not even in your bedroom by yourself. No. Nasty. Yeah, right. Nasty. All twerking is is rubbing your butt on stuff, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what? That's so funny. You should Come watch. On, you guys. You should go to World Star Hip Hop and watch some twerking videos. You didn't even. Have, it, all it is is rubbing your butt. No. No, you got to drop it low. It's okay. I'll go watch. <laughs> <laughs> You'll enjoy it. I promise. Okay, good. There's a, if you go to YouTube and type in rushing twerking video, 
Like, there's this woman that's, like, world-renowned in Russia for twerking, and she's really good-looking. Just, you know. Okay. Oh, my mic's freaking out. A Russian woman? No, it's your phone. If you want to turn off the connect on your internet. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Jeez, you have crappy equipment, Sasha. No wonder this well, is the last Well, that's why we're episode. leaving. You know, it's not my choice to leave. Sasha's going to start his whole podcast empire at this spot down the street from the comedy club in West Valley, and I'm going to have a podcast. It's going to be 15 minutes long. Gonna be called the you should do a sporting podcast with somebody. I'll produce you. When we get revenue, we all get some money, but you should come along. Perhaps. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. You and Tyler Gibbs, Gibbs should do one or something like that. Oh, my gosh. That could, uh, <laughs> that could go sideways real fast. <laughs> I'm out of the loop. Who's Tyler Gibson? Yeah. Gibbons. He's a producer for... ABC4 Sports. Does he suck? No. no. Sucks awesome. trash. He's awesome. He... And he Why really, would it go sideways? He gets angry really quick. He's very opinionated. Ooh. And he's very talented. What does he do? He's a producer. He's a talented producer? Yeah. Uh-huh. He's going to be an NFL producer one day. You watch it. What, 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 what does a producer even do? Like writes, writes the show. Uh, I'm not going to have you write my show. <laughs> no. I'm just for, from an audio point of view, mm-hmm. I would just do your editing. Okay, you know what? This is obviously above your comprehension, so let's just move along. No, it's not. I comprehend (laughs) it just fine. I just don't agree with it. I'm not going to have Sasha edit my content. My content rules. No, 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 no. So put it in on the website. If the volumes are too low or too high, I would go in and adjust Okay, I can handle that. Um, I would help with marketing. Okay. I would just... Yeah. All right. If there's like points that you want to talk about during the show, he may be the one that kind of outline, outlines an... them. I can handle all of that. I'm the creative genius, and you're the stick in the mud. It says like, <laughs> we got to move on to this p- part now. Yeah, Andy. I'm the suit. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's what I want. Yeah. All right, I'm the mind that keeps the entertainment going. That has these great ideas. Okay. <laughs> Not above my comprehension, man. All you Type A personalities, you just don't understand. What was that? <laughs> Was that your single black woman? Are we going back to that? <laughs> Whoa, what, no. What, was that racist? No. That's what they do on Jerry Springer and stuff. Oh, God. 1998 reference. Mm-hmm. What? What? You've been in college too long. You just got to relax, okay? That thing is a very Maury Provich black lady <laughs> guest thing to do that you just did. I'm sorry, okay? Jeez. It can be an Italian thing too. Trust me. Are you Italian? Yes. Bakken? That's Irish. Yeah. <laughs> oh, are you half Irish, half Italian? I'm... You Mostly Irish and Italian. It's a common common thing. And then a whole bunch of other weird stuff thrown into. Yeah. So. I am. Let's talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, English, Icelandic, German, and Danish. A bunch of lame stuff. <laughs> I think I'm mostly Danish and German and a little bit of Icelandic. Whoa. Lame. Especially Icelandic. They've done nothing. Denmark, they've had Beowulf. That's it. He was fictional. They've been around forever, and the only thing they've pumped is that guy in the poem. Hey, shut your ago. mouth about being Danish. I'm Danish, too. Are you really? I thought you were Irish and Italian. The Irish, I told you that there's tons of uh, other, other crap stuff. thrown in. The Irish are very worthless. They're proud. Thank you. <laughs> the Irish are super pumped to be Irish, but they, they did a lot when they came to America. But that's only because they ran out of taters back home. <laughs> and they came over here and helped us build bridges. So 
the Irish did a lot when they came you here. You teach a history class. I was yeah. going to say, you know what? My peoples, both Irish and Italian, were severely persecuted when they first came Italians, here. So I don't even want to hear it. Italians <laughs> got good food, all right, and great, great movies based on their crimes. And sexy people. Who else? What do you who, mean who's who a else? sexy Italian? Al Pacino. <laughs> I know ladies love him. Robert De Niro. No, I don't think De Niro was ever really a sex symbol. Who that lady from Austin Powers was hot, man. Remember Austin Powers one? I know she was Italian because they kept saying a lot of vagina. Yeah, she was sexy, dude. And I know she, they kept saying she was Italian. So she's right oh at the top of the God. list. <laughs> my son's mother's Italian and she's beautiful. Your son's mother? Yeah. Okay. She's an American Italian, but I would have thought you got with nasty ladies. I used to. I Did have. You? But your son's mom is hot, huh? Yeah. Good for you, Sash. I'm happy for I've you, man. I've slump busted before. You know, it's important. Yeah. <laughs> were you married? No. Oh, I didn't know you had a son. How old is your son? He'll be 13 in July. Wh- holy cow, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. What are you? What am I? Like, we're all talking about our national, our ethnicity. Um, What's the word? What's the word? Both of my grandparents on my mom's side come from Kiev, and my father's grand... Kiev? Yeah. It just sounds like a country the Soviets built to build bombs. Is that they a did. Place? It was a very big Jewish community at before the pogroms, and then... Kiev? Yeah, it's kind of where uh, the Holocaust yeah. generated. Sounds itself. very gray. Mm, it's beautiful. A lot of rivers, a lot of mountains, greenery. Oh. Mm-hmm. Greenery. <laughs> <laughs> and then my father's parents, somewhere on the Eastern Bloc also. I'm not sure. I've never met them. East Europe's nasty, for sure. That's why we got the hell out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. What were we talking about? we got to keep this moving. <laughs> All right. <laughs> wow, because that was not an awkward segue at all. No, well, I mean, well, it's so just, listen, uh, actually, I got to play some commercials <laughs> here. We're going to play some commercials when we get back. I'm very curious to see your thoughts on uh, Mr. Kalani Sataki sticking it to the U. Ooh, that guy's Greek. And uh, <laughs> Kalani Sataki. No, Polynesian. Oh, Polynesian. Greek and Polynesian names are similar, aren't they? <laughs> oh, yeah, very similar. They are. They are. There's a comedian named Kostaki Kanakamanopoulos. That could be Polynesian, too, if I told you. You'd believe it. What's this guy's name? Kalani Sataki. Yeah, that sounds like something on a Euro menu. <laughs> For sure, that sounds very Greek, but it also sounds Samoan. All right, go on. I'm getting sidetracked here. And uh, <laughs> there's some internet rumors that Kyle Whittingham might be leaving too. So when we get back from break, we will discuss this all of rad. this. This is This is like sports gossip. Yeah. And then uh, you got a show on the 30th and 31st, don't you, sir? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm doing comedy. Tell us. Tell me about it. Where? Uh, the new club, Wise Guys 50 West, with Frank Frangiola from Chelsea Lately. I hate Chelsea Lately. Oh, okay. Fine. Uh, <laughs> but don't listen to Sasha, I guess. No, she so. hates redheads. So She does? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, she probably just hates like your appearance. She doesn't hate you. <laughs> you can't blame somebody for having tastes physically. Fair you enough. can't hold that against them. Fair enough. Okay. Michelle, where can they read your writings? I know it gets really busy for you coming up now. Yeah, I write for UteZone.com. It's part of the Rivals family, and that's where you can read all my stuff. It's paid membership, but it's worth it because you get all the dish and the scoop. 
We have a lot of great people that work with us that have all kinds of inside connections to Utah's program. And of course, I'm on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, and you can look me up there as well. Got to find you on Twitter and come to your rescue. I promise I'd do that for you. Wasn't there when Sasha started attacking you. (laughs) Had I known, I would have been all over it. Hey, what's up? It's Fox 13's Big Buddha. You are listening to KUTE Radio, radio for students, by students. Salads, quesadillas, burritos, and tacos. Made with always fresh, never frozen, all-natural, hormone- and antibiotic-free chicken, slow-roasted pork carnitas, and grass-fed Angus steak. Add to that your choice of over 30 freshly prepared roasted vegetables and 10 varieties of salsa, including fresh-cut corn cob. If that sounds like what you're craving, head down to Freebird's World Burrito. Great-tasting Tex-Mex, made fresh on the spot from only high-quality meats and produce. Four different choices of tortillas, including the spicy cayenne and 100% whole wheat, as well as corn tortillas for great gluten-free taco. Vegan, vegetarian, and gluten-free. If you're hungry and you want healthy, visit Freebird World Burrito at their new location in Sugar House on 1300 East, in Taylorsville on Redwood Road, West Valley at 5600 West, Kimball Junction, or in Sandy's by Shields. Warning, don't go in asking for a square tortilla or they'll look at you funny. Introducing the all-new 6-inch meal for $6 every day at Subway. Choose from turkey breast, tuna, black forest ham, meatball marinara, Italian BMT, or sweet onion chicken teriyaki. Then add your favorite chips and drink for only 6 bucks. This offer is valid at any Subway location. Utah students visit the Subway located just west of President Circle. Subway. Eat fresh. Can you tell if this burger contains bacteria that could cause kidney failure? Listen, you can't see it either. Use a food thermometer to be sure you've cooked meat and poultry to a bacteria-killing temperature. Raw or undercooked meat may contain bacteria that can make you very sick or worse. Roughly 3,000 Americans will die from food poisoning this year, but you can keep your family safe. Yay! Foodborne illnesses. (laughs) I say no more overcooked hamburgers. I hate going and buying a hamburger anywhere in town and not getting the pink meat. I am so with you. Right? I I am like borderline vegetarian, which makes it all the more weird that I prefer my meat cooked medium rare because most, if they're going to eat it, want it like black. But I'm like, nope, I want I want it well, bloody. You do, like, I still want a little moo left in it. <laughs> what are, you, what are we talking We're talking about steak. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I like steak, man. What's your favorite kind of steak, Michelle? I don't do steak a whole lot. If I do, I I like the smaller cuts. So I like like filet mignon mm. because it's just small. It's like the perfect portion. I don't need a Tastes lot. So I don't good. Want, I don't want a lot. I just want like a little taste. Do you ever go to Ruth's, Chris? I have been once, and it was a mitigated disaster. <laughs> what a happened? Date or yeah, a date that I didn't realize was a date. date. Dates are stupid, man. And uh, yeah, he showed up all dressed up, ready to go. I was looking like a sad college student in like torn jeans and a sweatshirt, and got in the car, and he goes, "Oh yeah, by the way, we're going to Ruth Chris." And I was like, "Yay! <laughs> I'm the asshole sitting here <laughs> that's only wearing." <laughs> You know, it's like improperly dressed to be here. So, woohoo! So you thought it was just a casual hanging out. Yes. And he thought it was a take you out and get you drunk and all that kind of stuff. So I don't take girls out on dates and I don't set myself up for the heartbreak. <laughs> I just let them come hang out with me and my friends at Village Inn well, it's and like then just charm them until they want me. Well, I was going to say, you know, for a first time thing, I think that's way better than 
going all out on a date because what if it is a disaster and like that's just it. I no the I whole idea like of so a date unprepared. is the whole idea of a date is stupid because you're you're setting it up with an objective in mind and right. that is like this is going to lead to romance but you don't even like just let it happen naturally. Exactly. I am so much more about let's be friends first. Let's kind of get to know each other first. And then when it is time to date, like, it's a more natural move than, like, oh, hey, I don't know you. We just exchanged numbers. Yeah. Let's go out on a date and try and have a conversation in a really kind of awkward, because you do know that that's kind of the preface. Got to do it the way the cavemen did it. They just hang out. No, no, I'm serious. They just hung out with each other. They just hung out with each other, right? And then uh, they were just, like, this big group of people. And after a while, this lady, let's call her Golga. Golga. Yeah. She's so like, hot. she's like, I like brute. I just found this out. We've been hanging out forever, but I think I've decided I like brute. I like the way he kills mammoth. I like the, <laughs> I like the way he starts fire. I prefer his way of being a caveman more than burf over here. <laughs> so I'm gonna take uh, him out into this other cave and just hang out with him alone. For I'm not talking about sex. <laughs> this is a caveman date where they talk about their favorite kind of rocks. And uh, that's where the cave art probably came from. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> Can you imagine caveman sex for the first time? They, I bet the guy, not to keep it, Wait. Make it inappropriate. But, no, I bet he just tried to do different things until he finally figured this is where it goes. <laughs> and then, and she's like, yes, that is where it goes. Because that feels good for me too, right? And they're like, all right, we found a thing that feels good for us both. So let's just experiment with motions now, right? <laughs> and they probably just started grinding around. And then finally, oh, no, 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 no. This is they a family show. No, it's not. This is fine. This is fine. This is how people are made, kids. All right? I'm keeping it PG. This is a PG way to explain uh, intercourse, all right? Why is this raunchy? This is how it came to be. This is my theory, all right? This is real sex ed right here. Caveman. And then, oh, sh shoot. Imagine... <laughs> I'm imagine, keeping it clean here. <laughs> imagine the very first pregnancy. That must have been terrifying. Yeah. You've never seen a baby born, the have you? The first, you know, I've watched The Miracle of Life. <laughs> the first, yeah, that was a, the first caveman birth must have been, they had to have been screaming at the stars for a week after that, wondering what the gods did. Like this, this girl, her belly got bigger over nine months. And then one night she's just screaming in pain. And a little miniature version of themselves just comes out all gooey and with a cord on it. <laughs> they, they just must have been like, what have the gods done if they had a con if they even believed in gods? This, this must have just been like mind-blowing. <laughs> they probably didn't even know it came from that thing they did nine months earlier in the cave. You know what? This conversation's been really mind-blowing. <laughs> <laughs> you, did you learn anything? No. Oh, yeah, all types of stuff. Oh, like, you should teach sex ed. Yeah. Like, you're really good at this. I like to figure things out. I got my own theories, okay? Figure out things on my own. I didn't go to school. All right, this is how I learn stuff. I think about how did that happen and create a scenario. I'm like, yeah, that's probably it. And I think I'm right here. I think that's probably how it went down. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I just can't imagine what the smells would be like since they didn't really have soap. They didn't care. They were used to it. Probably turned them on. <laughs> okay. What? Why? Why are we? Why are you guys being so immature I'm about not. this? Sasha's getting on her phone, and Mich Michelle's acting like, oh no 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 no. This is. 
I'm typing. This is our in, history, everybody. I'm typing <laughs> in caveman breeding practices. That's all I'm doing. Oh man, don't ruin it with your stupid science. <laughs> this is not a place. This is radio. This is a place for imagination and creativity, man. This oh isn't goodness. a place for boring facts. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do I have to keep driving this truck? Or are you gonna? I want to ask you. It? I want to ask you a question. All right. Do you think that you would do very well living in a caveman era setting? Uh, no electricity. No. Conventional housing, no cars. That's all I would know. Wouldn't know what a car is or a house. So oh, I, I wouldn't. Jesus. I wouldn't be. Well, no, no, I wouldn't be sitting around like, oh man, I wish I had a car. A would car you, would freak me out. Would you like to try that lifestyle? Yes, I think I'd be good at it because I talk a lot. I'm loud. <laughs> I think I'm fairly persuasive. At least I convince myself of things. So I, I'd probably be great at convincing cavemen at stuff. Really great. <laughs> Because the dude who just made stuff up was like, Wait, this is how it's probably going to be. Because there, there was like no facts back then. You couldn't, you didn't have to back up anything you said <laughs> with data. I would be a great caveman, actually. Because you didn't have to back up anything you said with data or history or facts or anything like that. Just as long as you were enthusiastic, which I am about your ideas, people would follow. I'd be the best caveman, I think, actually. I'd probably be great at it. Would you want to be a king? No. No? No, man. I, I want to be friends with everybody. I'd just be cool. <laughs> Everyone would like me. I'd like everybody, and we'd go out and like do fun stuff, like gather berries or something. But then we'd party about it too. It'd be rad, <laughs> and we'd talk about cool stuff when we were gathering berries. We wouldn't just be like, "Ooh, gathering berries." We'd be like figuring <laughs> stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. What, what kind of a cave woman do you think you would be? I don't know because honestly, I've never given this much thought. Me Unlike either, you. Until just, no, 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 no. I haven't given it any thought. That was all just. Would you weave baskets? Would you gather water? Would you just want to have a bunch of kids? Would would you, you'd have to fill some type of role in that society? I'd probably be a hunter. I like just yeah. knowing how I am now. Like I always want to go out and be with the guys and do what the guys are doing and be one of the guys. So that. Yeah, I would probably go do whatever it is the guys go do. <laughs> what about you, Sasha? Oh, I would love being in that lifestyle. Like, I, I always feel like I wish I were born 60 years ago so that I could have grown up. You're so stupid. Cavemen were not 60 years ago. <laughs> Jeez, you're the dumbest ever, dude. I this is like 10,000 <laughs> years ago. What's wrong with you? 60 years ago is the 50s, but man. See, I can relate intellectually to the idea of what growing up in the 1940s 1950s would be i can't take my brain back 10,000 years ago i can i just did <laughs> <laughs> i'd be the cool dude because you're a stud jesus christ michelle would be the lady that just came and hang out with me and my friends when we went to go hunt squirrel and mammoth <laughs> see i would want to live on a coastline then, i would want to fish with my teeth and my hands I would want to make things. I would want to destroy things. I wouldn't go out all out wars and club people. Like, I would totally embrace it. Club people? Yeah. Nah, see, my tribe With would like be. Like a boar tusk or my something. My tribe wouldn't, would be peaceful. Bullshit. We would. Can't. When we. <laughs> what happens if there's a tribe on a river and you're like two miles away from the river and you have to give them stuff to get water because they'll kick your ass? Like at some point, you'd have to muster up and take that river. Yeah, we'd talk. No, we, we would. We would make a deal, and yeah, we would. You're trade. not a dip diplomatic guy. Like yes, I am. I'm the super Shit. diplomatic. Did you see my football scenario? That was that was diplomacy. This yeah, I'm diplomatic. I'm not a dictator. 
So we'd work out some kind of a deal. Oh. We'd have currency. I think you're a liar on that issue, sir. You really don't think I'm diplomatic? No. No. Really? <laughs> I think it's all about you, and everyone has to cater to your needs. I can No I, way. I don't see you as a facilitator of dialogue. A facilitator of dialogue? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't see you. She keeps calling me dumb. Michelle thinks I'm dumb. It really hurts my feelings. Not dumb, primitive. There is a difference. Come on, no way. I'm not primitive. A facilitator of dialogue. Yeah. But what do you mean by that? I don't. I don't see you gathering. I know big words: beneficent, magnanimous. I know what both of those mean too. I don't see you bringing a community together and organizing their resources and everything else. No, I wouldn't do that. I'd have people for that. <laughs> but I would I would be the du- I'm not saying I would be a king. I never said that. I would just be a rad guy who lives with them, who everybody wants to hang out with. Kind of like you are now. Yeah, but in caveman times. <laughs> would you rock a beard or how like, would you I'd shave like, it? What? I'd, I'd like to shave see it? Andy with that, Gold with long hair. With graphite. Yeah. Or whatever they used back in the day. Probably flint. Yeah. No, that's how they made fires. I'm pretty sure that's how what they made arrows what would with, you wear? Because they were sharp and easily molded. No. <laughs> see, and this is what Sasha was just talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they made arrowheads with, like, quartz and stuff. Right. Well, mostly animal bone, but yeah, some rock. <laughs> yeah, animal bone. Depending on what region you were in. I think I'd do just fine at being a caveman. Just as long as I was in a cool tribe. Yeah. I'm glad we brought this up. It'll never happen, though. <laughs> Stuck here in 2015, man. It's almost 2015. I know, it's crazy, right? Where does time go? I can believe it. Everybody always talks about time like they can't believe it. Huh? I'm on board. I was going to say, maybe someday someone will invent a DeLorean that can take us all back in time. There it is. <laughs> Boom. There it is. He called that. He's like, well, it's 2050 now. All i got to hear about is DeLorean jokes for the next year. <laughs> back to the Future 2. Where's all the hoverboards at, man? It's 2015. Hashtag Back to the Future 2. And everybody is going to be like, I've been waiting 10 years to tweet this. Twitter hasn't been around for 10 years to say it. And Sorry. You're not going to be the first. You know what you should do to give it your own twist is make it about football and Back to the Future too. Just be like, how come we don't have jackets to adjust to our own body? And by the way, they should also do that with shoulder pads. Hashtag Back to the Future too. <laughs> give it your own brand. <laughs> nah, I think I'll just leave that one alone. Come so, on. I want to spend the next <clears throat> ten minutes here. <laughs> not about you. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. I'm I, I, I take things over. I'm such you're a, a great co-host. <laughs> I enjoy this. I ruin everything. You don't. I, I just want to make it fun is all. I'm sorry. It you're was doing fun. Phenomenal. Oh, good, good, but good, I'm, good. I'm looking at the time, and I'm seeing all these people out here, and I'm realizing. They're here early, dude. Screw them. Oh, I know. But when I have people as talented as you, time goes by super fast. And I'm curious because I'll probably never see Michelle Bodkin again. Oh, I doubt that. Uh, maybe I will. But what the hell is going on with the University of Utah? They, they got a f- Everyone's saying, well, you shouldn't be surprised that they didn't resign Kalani Sataki because this is a fluke win. All of a sudden, this whole year becomes a fluke win. And, but they just lost their defensive coordinator, their defensive line coach. Mm-hmm. Rumor about Kyle Whittingham possibly leaving. 
a lot of argument up on the hill with Dr. Chris Hill. Your thoughts as a professional sporting journalist? You know, at the moment, we are still trying to gather all the information, so I don't necessarily want to go into a lot of detail on this, uh, just because we don't know all the facts at the moment. But Can you make them up? Can I make them up? <laughs> yes, and then probably never work again. <laughs> um, but just kind of what we're getting a sense of is somewhere along the lines the ball got dropped. It's sounding like from Chris Hill's standpoint that they had he, losing seasons the last two years. I, um, I think he was trying to be on the hot seat. a little bit cautious. He gave everybody a one-year deal. I thought that part of it was fair. Apparently, when it's come around to re-signing everyone, and I'm not sure if he was necessarily counting on it, on the type of season that Utah had, it sounds like he was still trying to go cautionary. And I think at this point, and with what the coaches have accomplished, you know, this past year, that wasn't an acceptable or an appropriate offer to be making. Was it guys. a dirty move by Kalani Sataki to go to? a Pac-12 school for the same job, a school that's been worse than Utah for the last 20 years. I mean, you can say that Utah is a better football school. It's a better university in terms of uh, he went to a worse school right. all the way around in every sport, every academia, everything. It has to be just a direct F you because he could have got a head coach somewhere, you know, there, it, you would think. I feel like that's not Kalani's nature at all. I, I don't feel like he's the type of guy that's going to be like, I'm going to stick it to you because you didn't have my back. But it's one of those things where I think he had to move on. Oregon State was able to mo give him a better deal, a more long-term deal. The University of Utah, from the sounds of it, was not willing to give him that same consideration, which is, in my opinion, silly. There's just no reason for that after everything he's done over – the last several years that he's been here being a coordinator and then of course this past season but I understand like I think I understand the move a lot better than a lot of people seem to be I so mean, what is that well it's just you know I I think he was really hanging on and hoping that something would come through with Utah I think he really 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 wanted to stay at Utah and it didn't happen Oregon State gave him a better offer he knows Gary Anderson he's worked with Gary Anderson before it was a comfortable move for him to make. And the other part of it is he, I, from the sounds of it, he wasn't getting the type of head coach offers that he really wanted. And so some of that, I would speculate, comes from he's really only coached big-time football at the University of Utah. So to be able to move to another school and take his system and prove that it works someplace else, it's going to make him a lot more marketable down the road for a head coaching job. Some people say that it's irrelevant that he leaves because this is Coach Whittingham's defense. It always has been. It always will be until he leaves. Like Gary Anderson, he's gone. Sataki replaces him. Mm -hmm. So what do we get, a Morgan Scully then to come and take his place or I, I do think there's a little bit of truth to that I mean losing someone like Kalani hurts especially from the recruiting standpoint and the Polynesian pipeline those kids absolutely trust him and there's a reason why Utah gets so many of them to come here and it was Kalani and they don't want to go with a white guy well I I'll be what, really I I I don't know because Utah's never really 
had to be in that position. They've always had a Polynesian coach to do that. Yeah. I would assume that they will find someone to fill those shoes. They have to. It's just, it's such a large part of this community, not only with the University of Utah, but also in the Salt Lake Valley. I mean, there's a huge Polynesian community there. It's just part of, part of our culture in these parts. So you don't think that, see, if I were a coach, I'd hire you as the defensive coordinator. I would transcend oh race. <laughs> I would transcend. You don't think the Polynesian pipeline wouldn't play for Andy Gold? I don't know. They Again, were. I, you know, test it. You'd have to. Although, you know what, though? Why, Ron, why, when I stop and think that? about it, though, Ronnie Mack, obviously not Polynesian, but he was so tapped into that culture. Those kids loved him, yeah. loved him. He embraced that culture. If they found someone like Ronnie Mack, you know, it maybe wouldn't need to be a Polynesian guy to replace but they i think should, uh, that i think they need to find someone that's in semester. tune with that culture they hire their guy that's leaving you should do a, a podcast on sasha's network and you could interview these people i should <laughs> you will how about that okay <laughs> so where do you see the utes going forward i know they got spring game coming up in a couple of months mm-hmm. their schedule seems a lot easier next year which i think is a good thing the thing that pissed me off about the bowl game was how well... You said piss. I, I'm pissed. I'm mad that Wilson did so well. That he... And I don't think he did well, but he got MVP of the bowl game. So he's going to stick around. Like, he's not going away. I don't know what's going to go on with Wilson. Because there still is a backlog. And I think Wilson, while he did really well the last two games, has to understand that at the same time it doesn't make up for all the inconsistencies inconsistencies over the year and when you really break down what games he did well in it was all the mountain west conference schools and the low tier pac 12 schools except for usc i would argue that usc was a pretty good game for him all the way around but with that in mind i say wilson you're more than welcome to stay here we love you we love what you've done for us we love the hard work that you've put in for us we love that you've put your body on the line for us but there were some problems this year you need to understand that we're opening this up. And if you happen to win the job again, that's great. We'll support you. We'll give you all the help you need in order to be as successful as you can be. But you also need to understand that just because you've been the starter the last three years, that doesn't guarantee that you get to start for us next season. Michelle's a really good sports reporter. That's I, the goal. I, no, this is, this is Andy being sincere for a moment. <laughs> Thank you. Just gave her the. <laughs> Maybe you'll have a job on ESPN one day. That's the goal. ESPN, Fox Sports One, Pac-12 Network. I honestly don't care. I just think I belong on a big network and on a TV screen. Well, I, so. I think you got to start Jazz and pay your dues. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I'm not saying that I don't need to pay my dues. I don't need to work towards that. Obviously, it's very rare that you just wake up all of a sudden and become you know, whatever it is you become. There's always work to go there, go along with that. But my ultimate goal is, yes, to be on a major network. And, yes, I I think I belong there. I think I can do it. I'm confident in that. Since I'm encouraging and supportive, and I'm not, I'm clearly not an antagonist. I'm like, wow, Michelle's amazing. She can totally do this. Since I'm going to be that person in your life's narrative, you should let me on your ESPN show a lot. Okay. That'd be great. <laughs> We can talk about uh, uh, caveman sex. No, 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 no. Your your job is gonna be like all fat based. Like here's how it is. Here's how it is. And my segment, women's volleyball. My segment will be called how it 
how it ought to be with Andy. <laughs> how it ought to be yeah. with Andy. <laughs> and I'll go in and I'll say how that game should have been, how it should have gone down. That'll be sweet. We'll go right to the top. You are a marketing genius. <laughs> Thank you. I love your creativity, the passion you have. I think You're it's phenomenal. great. Thank you. I agree. You're the greatest man I have ever met. That's good, man. That's good. So I that compliment. <laughs> I hear the, I hear that compliment so often. Though. I know you do. I try to I try to act like I still like it, and it's not boring. Most people I meet tell me I'm their favorite person ever. Almost everyone. I was my favorite of all my brothers. It's pathetic. It's true. Huh? <laughs> I'm probably top three for you by now. Oh. For sure, for sure. <laughs> it's crazy. Kenneth Scott, Andy Gold. <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's Kenneth Scott? He's the star wide receiver for the University of Utah yeah. football team. You like that okay. guy better than me. I've known him a lot longer than you. <laughs> He'll be graduated and gone in no Next time. Next year. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> so, Michelle, the only challenge I have left for you okay. is one of these days I want you to go to Wise Guys and see a comedy show. I think I can pull that off. I think it'd be good for you, since you know most of the comics now by <laughs> coming in here. You should go see Andy Gold on August 30th. August? You're so stupid, Sasha. <laughs> Did Don't say not, August? That's, uh, yes. so, uh, wait, that's a long ways off. I probably so won't remember that. So there's a reason that. why I'm getting fired that's here. That's December 30th. December 30th, wait 31st. For an, wait for another show, because this is the New Year's Eve stuff. You probably have pl- Wait for a show at the West Valley Club. Those okay. are funner. What's the lead? <laughs> and that's going to stay in there because it doesn't matter and anymore. I'm trying to bring people out for my headline shows, not, not just guest sets. Okay. Yeah. And you can pump it on your, uh, on your sports writing. Forget about the game for once and pump my show. Thanks, I, Michelle. I can maybe <laughs> tweet it out, but I don't think I can write a no, whole No, no, no. Write, write it in your column. So and so had an excellent <laughs> game, and uh, by the way, Andy Gold. <laughs> not even, not even. By the way, I got a buddy who does news, and I always try to get him to pump my shows. Mike Anderson, he's like a field reporter for ABC, and I always try to. It's like, no, no leads yet in the triple homicide and other news. Andy Gold's at Wise Guys in Ogden Friday and Saturday. That'd be rad, but none of my, none of my and morbid, none of my connected friends do that. Well. Don't give up on that goal, Andy. <laughs> this was fun. No, thank you so much for coming in here. It's I said it, last year and a half doing radio with you has been phenomenal. I appreciate you putting your good name to the show because without people like you and Key Stubbs, it n- never would have took off. So, from I don't heart, think it did. <laughs> <laughs> I think no, it stayed it very that. under the radar, and now it's done. But I had fun, and I was well, happy to come good. on it, and I'm glad I got to meet you and stuff. But let, let's anything, not celebrate things that else. aren't real. Anything else, sir? No, I'm gonna miss coming here. <laughs> you're, you're great at two-handed compliments. So, <laughs> please, everyone, stick around through the songs or commercials. Jackson Banks will be on. It looks like he has quite the crew of comics. Michelle, they can find you at Michelle Bodkin's Rivals, right on Twitter and everything. And Bodkin Rivals on Twitter and Instagram. Just Michelle Bodkin on Facebook. Beautiful. Andy, where can people interact with you? Yeah, on the internet? Yeah. My Twitter handle is at Andy A. Gold. Okay. So I have awesome tweets. And uh, Facebook, I'm Andy Gold. You can find me on there. Beautiful. And uh, Andy What Gold. he will not tell you is that there may or may not be a video on YouTube. What are you talking about? I don't know. You, you just told me during the break about this video. 
I did? What did, yeah. I, t- what did I talk about? Oh, you know, it was kind of scandalous, but wh- whatever. People may find it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what we're talking about at all. <laughs> a- AndyGoldComedy.com for shows and stuff. And uh, I don't ever do anything on Instagram. It's a worthless one. Beautiful. Okay. <laughs> this is Sasha Bloom signing off for OU Radio. Thanks, everyone. We appreciate you. Thought I heard a blackbird sing up on Bluebird Hill. Call me a wine boy, if you will. Gone when the sun don't shine and I don't deny my name. Got no place to go, ain't that a shame? But I heard that Casey whistle, moaning sweet and low. But I heard that Casey from where the sun don't shine underneath the cobalt wine boy got no place to go many roads I tell you so many roads I know Many roads to ride So many roads So many
soul Lord, so many roads Tease my soul So many roads 